Praise God. All right, so we, we are learning this morning. I'm trying to round off the subject, Christ and Christianity. We've been on it for a while. And um, it's been quite a, a long studying. I think I started this topic somewhere January, when March. Interesting. So, like I told you, I said, even studying, even with, with God alone, we've been on it for weeks. Then last week, I was able to get to Israel. Maybe today, I'll be able to get a little to Christ in the church. But I want to finish with this so that we can take other topics as well. And I want to... Um, advice that you you take pleasure in learning. You know, a lot of people want to go to church only to say amen. They are not interested in adding to knowledge. They don't realize that when you come to God, you have come to school. So, now, okay, let's look for example, what does the Bible say about pastors? A pastor can pray for you, all right? A pastor can pray for you, can organize prayer for you, miracles and all those things, miracle meetings and all that. But let's see what the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15. He said, I'll give you pastors according to my heart, which I'll feed you with knowledge and understanding. Not prayers and miracles. <laughs> A true pastor fills you with the knowledge of God and understanding. So we've been looking at the very basics, because I, 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 I reckon that the basics, we, we, we had the basics wrong. And because the basics, when the basics are wrong, the Bible says when the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? When the basics are wrong, you, you realize that you are believing on wrong foundation. See, you are, you, you are actually very zealous in believing, but you are believing on wrong foundation. And that produces unrighteousness. If, like, um, someone asked me one time, was, he said, the reason why you're a Christian is, or the reason why many people are Christian is because we're born in a Christian family. Not necessarily. And that if we're born in another religion, maybe we would have been in another religion. All those arguments look nice, but not necessarily. This is truth, all right? And I, for one, I was not interested in anything that had to do with God and church. So I encountered God for myself. I had an encounter with the truth, the knowledge of God, all right? So, um, going from God right to Israel, we get to understand the, the foundation of what we believe. Like I told you, I said, we have nothing to do with Yahweh. We have nothing to do with Jehovah. You and I, we have nothing to do with him, you see? So, if we say, if we sing, um, 
We bow down and worship Yahweh. We have to know where we are coming from because we have nothing to do with it. Even when Jesus Christ came, he had nothing to do with us. So how then did we come into the fold and what does it mean to us? What does it mean to Christianity? What does it mean? We, know we have to understand all these things because when we don't understand this, we don't even understand the reason for the Old Testament. We don't understand the reason for the New Testament. Now, what's the reason? Like someone would ask a question, why should we know about the Old Testament and the New Testament? Everything is a Bible. Let us read it. No, because we are dealing with contracts. The Constitution of 1970-whatever, which applies to Ghana, it will be wrong for you to go to court and quote it. So what do these documents mean? These documents refer to the present, what we can lay claim to. You see, the present thing we can lay claim to. If there's any provision in the old constitution that favors us, we still can't lay claim to it. Are, are you getting it? We still can't lay claim to it when there's a new one that has replaced it. So the same with the Old Testament and New Testament. The Old Testament, the word testament there actually means contract or constitution. So there's the Old Constitution and there's the New Contract. So we now make our references based on the New Contract. Now, we, when, we went to, when we went to Israel, when we went to Israel, I, I, I used the opportunity to explain a few things. And today, I will go a little further so we come into Christ. Now, when we come to Christ, the first question you ask when it comes to Christ is, what is Christ and not who is Christ? I hope I'm not doing electives today. What is Christ? Now, I want to say something. You see this thing I put over there? I call it the body of truth, okay? Now, this body of truth you are seeing here, it refers to all the work of God. I'll explain what I mean by work of God. Now, when you have this wrong, your whole understanding is flawed. This refers to all the work of God. Now, when I say the work of God, what do I mean? Now, do you know that God is a worker? God is a worker. So everything you see in the Bible from the beginning right to where we stand now, the very minute, God is going through a program. He's we are not, let me tell you, we're, we're, <laughs> the living we are living right now, we are not living in hellwise, everybody's doing what he likes. No, God is going toward the program. He's going toward something. From the foundation of the earth, look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. He said, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I've sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The works were finished. What are the works? I said something during one of the midweeks. I said God responds to three things. The first one, God responds to his word. The second one is God responds to his work. He said, my covenant will I not break. What are the covenants? Now, throughout all the time God was working with man, understand this, he said in the, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So the heavens, I told you the heavens don't necessarily mean the house of God. Or God, where God stays. Because God pre-existed the beginning. So where was he staying before? 
Okay? The heavens are the administrative structure that is used to superimpose on the earth. That's what Jesus Christ told Peter. I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Because if it is bound on earth and it's not bound in heaven, it is not recognized. So, the heavens and the earth were the beginning of the work of God. So, you see throughout this time when God was, between this and this, you will find Adam, you will find Noah, you will find Abraham. When God said that, let us make man our own image and let them have dominion over the earth, over the fish of the sea and everything. When God said that, it means God had given the rulership of the earth to man. So if God wants to ever do anything over here, you have to partner with a man. So through covenants, God put, put blueprints of his work on the earth. Why? Because a covenant is an agreement. So God found, finds a man, then he makes an agreement with him so that God bring his will and his work to pass. Now, I said it, and you would understand this very well. The work of God, Go to verse 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 4. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest from the seventh day from all his works. Okay? Now, let me explain. God did rest from all his works. On the first day, God created. Second day, he created. God was working. Now, on, why did he rest on the seventh day? Now, hold on. Why didn't he also create an eighth day? Why did he end on the seventh day? Why did he rest on the seventh day? Because on the sixth day, he's done. If there's anything, after seventh day, he's not creating again. Come on. Are you getting it? After, after the sixth day, after Saturday, he's not creating again. After the sixth day, he's not creating again. Am I right? So the next day, maybe he should have just left it and just slept. Are you getting it? To show you that it's not actually... Saying he rested is not actually he was going to rest like sleep. Because the Bible actually says that the, the, the one who keeps over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. So God does not sleep. So when he says God rested, it doesn't mean God went to sleep. So when he said on the seventh day God rested, he's not talking about the, 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 the cessation of, 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 of the work. What he was talking about on the seventh day is it was a day that man was supposed to come into. So the first day man saw, because man was going on the same day, the first day man saw was the second day which was God's rest. What was God trying to say? I have finished the work. Now, when God finished the work, I told people that because of the sin of Adam, God had to create another day. Come on. That's what he said in the book of Psalms. He said, this is the day that the Lord has made. It's not talking about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It was another created day. Remember that in the, on the sixth day, he created man. On the seventh day, he rested. God had to create the eighth day. He said, this is the day that the Lord has made. That is the day of Christ. And that is where the new creation comes in because God had to create again. Uh, are, are, we, are we here? Are you, are you here? Or you are gone? You are, you, you are trying to? I'm sure you are waiting for it. Jesus will do it. Jesus will do it. That's not what I'm talking about here. So, God uses covenant, he used covenant to create his work. So, all the while, when God was dealing 
with, with the men, especially with Israel. All the while, when God was dealing with Israel, what he was doing was he was purporting his work. And all that he was waiting for was for the Christ to come out. Now, I asked, what is Christ and not who is Christ for a reason? I'll get there. Go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. Uh, let's start from verse 7. Now, Jesus is speaking. He says, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Verse 8. Bring forth, therefore, fruits meet for repentance. Verse 9. Now, this is the point. I want, you to, I want you to look at this. Okay. He says, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able to raise these stones to, uh, to, 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 is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. Come on. Before we went to Israel, I told you about the everlasting covenant, which existed before the old covenant. So when I say we are not of the old covenant, the moment you say Old Testament, people's mind immediately go to Genesis. Genesis is not part. Because there is the everlasting covenant, the covenant that God made with Abraham. That covenant is not touched. He said, in thee, all the families of the earth be blessed. So that covenant, God has not touched it. It is the everlasting covenant. Now, out of that covenant, God had the fiscal seed, which is... So the fiscal nation that came out of that covenant is Israel. Now, Israel thought that they are the only ones supposed to be with God because of this covenant. So Jesus, when he came on earth, because he was sent to the lordship of the house of Israel, made a statement to them. He says, don't think that you are, you, uh, and say within yourself, we have Abraham for our father. He said, God is able to raise up of these stones. Now, which stones was he talking about? Have you, 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 have you ever heard this before? Now, uh, if, the, uh, if you do not praise me, even the stones will praise me. Jesus was not referring to normal stones. Yeah, he's not, he was not referring to, okay, okay, okay. Second Peter. You know, you, you, you always thought, he's, oh, he's telling you stones will stand up and pray. <laughs> Sorry, First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. You know, last night I was thinking, God, all these things I'm teaching, are they, do they understand it at all? To whom coming as unto a living stone. <laughs> Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God. No, come on, come on, come on, come on. Disallowed of men. Chosen of God and precious. Verse 5. Ye also as lively stones... What stone is that? The stones are supposed to be inanimate, so the stones are supposed to be dead. That's referring to the people who don't belong to God. They are the stones. So Jesus said, if you do not praise me, he said, I will let stones praise me. Before he said that, he had made that statement in Matthew chapter 3 verse 9. That, Matthew chapter 3 verse 9. Matthew chapter 3, verse 9. And think not to say within yourself, because the, the Jews were very proud and said, we are the sons of Abraham. 
All the Gentiles, you know, when you go to Israel today, they, they don't like us. <laughs> Especially if you talk about Jesus Christ, ah, you've wasted the matter. They feel like we, we don't belong. We, because according to the law that was given them, they are clean. Everybody's not. When they refer to themselves, they refer to themselves as sheep. They refer to us as dogs. Oh, you never know? Jesus even insulted a woman like that. So, <laughs> so said, ah, Jesus never insulted but Okay, listen. One day Jesus was going, the woman said, ah, heal my daughter, heal my daughter. He said, it is not good for me to give what is holy to dogs. And the woman said, Master, even the dogs eat what from falls from the master's table. Come on. I think, then Jesus Christ said, woman, great is your faith. I think the woman did so well. Because some people say, eh? <laughs> Jesus. Ah, is it because I'm looking for healing? Slippers. How about you? <laughs> you understand? You know, you know. You know our fellow sisters. They will they will they will <laughs> they will finish your destiny. There. No, she, look, she's looking for healing. She will say, Did I even tell you something wrong, my daughter? It's small migraine, please. You and your disciples. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. You and your disciples. You know, but she said, ah. Because that's what they refer to the Gentiles as. They refer to people who don't belong to Israel. They refer to them as dogs. And they are sheep. And among them, those who are sheep and are stubborn, they refer to them as goats. You know goats. Stubborn. <laughs> A goat can be going this way. Once you go and tell him to go this way, then he will not go. No, the goat, he's already going to that way. Once you now tell, okay, goat, let's go. Yeah, that because, that's because, that's because you have told the goat to go that way. It's not going. Stop one animal. Sheep will always be listening to you. Hallelujah. So Israel referred to themselves as sheep. And they said, we were dogs. So they see themselves as clean and everybody unclean. That's why when David met Goliath, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the army of God? They didn't marry among them. Everything was inter-core. <laughs> Everything was inside there. You know? Once we are married from outside there, it's a serious issue. The whole family, people will talk to you, they will advise you. You see? So, let's look at it. So now, Jesus Christ said that he will raise children unto Abraham from the stones. What was Jesus trying to tell them? That the fact that they are the physical children of Abraham doesn't mean they will be the only children of Abraham. That God is able to bring other children of Abraham. Come on. So when we sing, Abraham blesses a man, Abraham blesses a man, this is where it's coming from. We are connected to the covenant that God made with Abraham. Am I talking to somebody here? Yes, sir. 
we are connected to the covenant that, that God made with Abraham. He said, in blessing, I'll bless thee. In multiplying, I'll multiply thee. And in thee. So you see, when you understand this, you know how to make your claims. Because you are connected to the blessing of Abraham. It has nothing to do with you. He said, if you then be in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Come on. I'm a seed of Abraham. No, say it, say it. Say, I'm a seed of Abraham. Say, I'm a joint heir with Christ. And a seed of Abraham. Now, how did God close the chapter with Israel? I, wanna, I want us to pass there small, then we come to Christ. How did God close the chapter with Israel? Look at Luke chapter 21. At a point, Jesus was speaking. Let's look at verse 23. Huh. Over here, now I want you to really listen to this part, okay? I mean, these are the parts of the scripture when I read, my heart is filled with sorrow. Hmm. Okay, we are coming to Christ so you understand it. He says, but woe unto them that are with child. Come on. What's he talking about? Jesus was telling Israel, because they had rejected him, he was telling them what will befall them. Hmm. Let me show you something. So you can understand... Matthew chapter 12, Matthew chapter 12, verse 35, sorry, let's start from 39, I don't want to read too long, 39, but he said and he answered and said unto them, an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but, oh, come on, come on, come on, I know why I'm saying come on, I know you have not got to bad. <laughs> Oh, God. Ha! Hey! Why are you shouting? <laughs> but, he answered, <laughs> but he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of prophet Jonas. That's talking about Jonah. So Jesus is telling them, Oh, come on. The sign of Jonah is what will be given to Israel. 40. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, this is how we get to know the day Jesus died and um, the day he resurrected. So actually, all right, even though we are not going to fight about it, but actually Jesus Christ did not die Friday night, so good Friday, is not, that's not the time Jesus died. Yeah, we say Good Friday. It's nice. It's, let's not fight. It doesn't spoil anything. <laughs> How do we know when he resurrected? Because the Bible says that on the Lord's Day, and the Lord's Day in, in, in the Jewish people is Sunday. So we know when he's resurrected. But when he died, they didn't mention it. Okay. Now, people say it's Friday. Now, Jesus said, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so the son of so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That means Jesus, after dying, is going to go into the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. So if you start calculating three days and three nights, it will fall on Wednesday night. So Jesus died Wednesday night. 
Now, why do they say Friday night? Because the Bible actually states that after he died, the next day was a Sabbath. So they immediately say, ah, then the Sabbath was Saturday. That's the reason they said Good Friday. But you see, the Jews had another Sabbath called High Sabbath. And that Sabbath actually fell on that Thursday. The High Sabbath is like having a holiday and having a Saturday. Do you understand? So they had a holiday and Saturday. So it was a High Sabbath because that day was a holiday after Passover. Okay. So, but we will not fight. Let's leave it. If they say good Friday, we say, mm, at least it gives us one holiday to enjoy. No, now, let me show you the sign of Jonah. So the sign of Jonah was that when Jonah went to Nineveh, come on. When Jonah went to Nineveh, he told them that if they do not repent, God is going to wipe them out and going to destroy them in 40 days. In 40 days, if they don't repent, he was going to wipe them out in 40 days. What happened? They repented. So it did not happen. So Jesus Christ is giving a parallelism and says that an evil and adulterous generation, all right, go to verse 41. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. What's Jesus Christ saying? He's Jonah. So when he preached to the Israelites and they did not receive him, when Nineveh received, it was 40 days. There was no distraction because they repented. But because Israel did not repent, he was the sign of Nineveh unto them. What happened? 40 years after Jesus died, Jerusalem was destroyed. So while Jesus was announcing what will happen, looked at 21 again. Now you would understand what he's saying over there. He was now telling them what's about to happen. The judgment that's about to come to them. Go to verse, yes. Let's start on 22. Maybe you'd get the, the, the whole thing right. For these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Verse 23. But woe to them that are with a child and to them that give suck. That means those who are um, uh, breastfeeding in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon these people. He said on that day, he said, because <laughs> according to history, uh, Emperor Titus, after he destroyed Jerusalem, he, he wondered that, what have I done? He didn't know what came over him. The destruction was massive. Jesus foresaw it and told them, he said, in those days, the thing that will happen, he said, everybody will be running. So he said, woe to him who has a child. Let me give you a little spiritual rapport over here. Jesus Christ told them. Now, someone asked him, is God so wicked? Why will, why will he allow this to happen to his own people, Israel? Why will he allow it? Because Jesus Christ made a statement to them. He said, you fill up the measure of your fathers. Let me use this to explain this. Can you get that scripture for me? Verse 31. Wherefore ye be witnesses unto yourselves that ye are children of them which killed the prophets. You see, what Jesus was saying is, hmm, before he, Jesus, came, the children of Israel were always 
killing the prophets that prophesied what God wanted to say. They preferred the prophets who come and tell them, oh, everything will be fine. God is not angry with you. But if any prophet began to prophesy that you people are going after other gods, people are doing the wrong thing, they kill the prophets. So this scripture that says, who shall go for us? People say that it was Jesus in heaven. And God came and said, who will go? And Jesus said, I will go. It's not true. You're, I'm surprised you don't know this. It's not true. That thing was because of the killing of the prophet. So God was looking for a prophet. So God asked. And he asked Isaiah. Wow. I'll come there. I'll show you why it's not Jesus. Jesus couldn't have existed in heaven to enjoy such a conversation before he was born. Because that is fraud. If he existed as a full-grown man, then they turned him into a baby. So at the time they gave birth to him, he was looking around. Wow, you people don't know how death come from heaven. <laughs> Couldn't be. That would be fraudulent. Okay, I said we are coming to Christ. I'll, 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 we'll deal with all those things. So, <laughs> come on. He said, wherefore, ye be witness of your, unto yourselves that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Verse 32. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers. What's he saying? He said, all those killings and sins of your fathers, the killing of Jesus Christ will be the cup. That will well to fill the cup. So when it fills the cup, judgment has to come. And the judgment of all the fathers will land on that particular generation. So as I'm giving you spiritual apple, all generations are not the same. Some generations are fill ye up. Generations, yeah, there's some, there some generations they come to either enjoy the prayers and the blessings of old fathers and mothers or they come to inherit the wrath. Someone asked a question why didn't God punish the person who did the wrong? And the thing has to carry over, carry over, carry over because that's the nature of the realm of the spirit. If God does not permit it in the negative, He cannot permit it in the positive, and if He doesn't permit it in the positive, that means salvation can never be possible. If it cannot pass on, salvation can never be possible. All right, so let's go back to Luke 21, verse 24. So, verse 23, he says, Woe to him! And the Bible actually says that, when, when Jesus was speaking, he says that, on that day, if you are on the mountain, don't come down, just go. <laughs> and it, Anywhere you find yourself, just be going. A lot of the, the church of Jesus Christ were saved. They did not die because they knew the prophecy of Jesus. So they stayed on the mountains. He said, uh, uh, to them on the mountains of Judea. Okay, let's not go into that. Big, okay, let's do verse 24. He said, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. Now, Right after that siege by Emperor Titus, Jerusalem was destroyed, Israel was destroyed, and they scattered into different nations. They only became a nation again in the year 1947. After 2,000 years. And it has never happened. It couldn't have been possible that a nation scattered and they came back with their language intact. I'll show you where that happened in the parallelism. 
and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles. This is my point. Until the times of the Gentile be fulfilled. So, how, when did God give up on, on Israel? He gave up on Israel at this time. He says, God, oh, come on. Matthew 21, 41. Okay, let's go to Matthew 23, verse 37 first. Matthew 23, verse 37. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that kills the prophets. Are you seeing? Come on. And stoneth them which are sent unto thee. Ah, the guys killed people. Oh. They killed prophets. They killed God's people. It was their habits. No, because if not so, they gave them the, 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 the choice. Pick Jesus or Barabbas. They all know Barabbas is a rapist. They know he's a robber. Pick Jesus or Barabbas. They said, give us Barabbas. They said, Jesus has not done anything, no. He said, no, still, you give us Barabbas. We know how to handle him. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and ye would not? Verse 38. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. Kai, Jesus was prophesying. At that time, at the time he's speaking, he's in the temple. But see something in verse 39. He said, for I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth till you say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. What's the meaning of this? Jesus walked out of the temple and says that you will not see me again. At that time, they were thinking it's normal, he's walking out. Jesus, we know his house, we'll see you again. <laughs> but that's not what he was saying. He was saying, you will not see me again. He walked out of the temple as God and says that you, I'm walking out of Jerusalem. I'm walking out of Israel. He said, and I will not come back again until you say that blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That is, until you accept Jesus. You see? So he said he's not coming back again until they accept Jesus. And glory to God, they've started accepting. And that was a sign that was given us to know when Jesus is coming back. So ladies and gentlemen, you have to start packing. Yeah, because they've actually started accepting. Before, they were not accepting at all. Now they started accepting. He said, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. So when Jesus stepped out of the temple, he was actually referring to God's rejection of Israel that day. And so judgment was going to come to them. Nineveh was 40 days. In the book of Ezekiel, he talks about a day for a year. So in spiritual mathematics, prophetically, when you want to actually equate it, you can actually have 40 days as 40 years. And that is all correct. 40 days now became 40 years. After 40 years, Jerusalem was destroyed because that was the sign of the prophet Jonah. So God now rejects Israel. Then he says, until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. What's the time of the Gentiles? When God now rejected Israel, he now came to start with us. So until our time is fulfilled, Jesus is not returning back to Israel because he'll return back to Israel. He'll return to deal with them again. God has not rejected them to, uh, uh, entirely. He will only go back there. Okay, Hosea chapter 3. Hosea chapter 3. Hmm. 
Let's look at verse 2. Is it Hosea chapter 3? Hmm. Last week, during the second service, I was able to go a little further. Sorry, it's Hosea chapter 6. I was, going a little, I was able to go a little further, and I was able to explain a few things to them. Maybe I should touch on one or two of them. Then we go into Christ's prophecy. Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he had torn. Now, Hosea is prophesying, this thing is going to happen, all right? Jesus has already, it, came, it happened in the time of Jesus, but before then, Hosea prophesied it. He said, come, let us return unto the Lord. Now, Hosea is a Jewish prophet, so this prophecy is not for us. This prophecy is for Israel. This prophecy is for Israel. He said, come, let us return unto the Lord, for he had torn and he will heal us. He had smitten and he will bind us. He's talking about, do you understand? From everything I've said, do you understand? Oh, come on. Anna. Okay, next week I'll do Jesus, I'll do it. Jesus, I'll do it. All right, let's go. Come, let us return unto the Lord, for he had torn. That means judgment came upon us, and he will heal us. He had smitten, and he will bind us up. Verse 2, he says, after two days, he will revive us. Remember what Jesus Christ said, unto the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. He said, after two days, he will revive us. And in the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. He's speaking to Israel. After two days, he will revive us. Two days? Two days. Two days. Oh, oh. That's what Peter said. A day to the Lord is a thousand years. Then he said a thousand years is a day. And the reverse of that, that statement is what should make you know that he's talking about something definite. If he said a day to the Lord is a thousand years, that's to, that's to mean maybe he's trying to exaggerate that, oh, a day to the Lord is a lot. No. He's not saying a day to the Lord is a lot. He says a day to the Lord is a thousand years. Then he reverses it for you to know that he's talking about something that's definite. A day is thousand. Thousand is a day. So he says after two days. So when he says after two days, he, he will revive us. He's telling Israel that after he rejects them, after two days, he will revive them. So after the death of Jesus Christ, the Gentiles have two days to live. And that's the time of the Gentiles. And that's 2,000 years. Then he says, and on the third day, he raises us up. So when we get into the 3,000th year, God goes back to Israel. Now, that reminds me, when Jesus was with the woman at the well in Samaria. Now, Jesus was not supposed to preach in Samaria. The, the, the woman at the well was not a Jew. But Jesus was sent to the lost people of the house of Israel. When the woman went back to Samaria, Bible says that she went to call the whole city and the whole city came to Jesus Christ. Now, all these things are parallelisms. It was happening. Because I'll show you something about God. Go to Numbers chapter 12. Don't worry. If you don't understand, you will understand. Just, just keep listening. It will happen. It, <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> Verse 6. Look at this. And he said, Hear now my words. God is speaking. Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, the Lord will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. Verse 7. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. Verse 8. He says, with him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. Now, look at the word dark speeches. So, God speaks in dark speeches. Give me NIV. Or verse 8, NIV. With him I will speak... With him, I will speak face to face clearly and not in riddles. 
That means God speaks to prophets in riddles. You know riddle, riddle? Yeah, riddles. So let's go into Christ. I said, what is Christ? What is Christ? What is Christ? What is Christ? John chapter 20, verse 30. John 20, verse 30. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. Verse 31. But these are written that he might believe that Jesus is the Christ. Hold on. When he says, these are written that he might believe that Jesus is the Christ. Let me give you an example. It's like saying, oh, I brought you to my house so that you will see that the fair woman is my mother. That means there is an office called my mother you are expecting. Am I right? And you don't necessarily need to see that woman to know I have a mother. I already have a mother. So in this scripture, he's telling you that there's an expectation of the Christ. Jesus is separate from the Christ. No, look at it again. John said, the reason he wrote the miracles he wrote is that you will know that Jesus is the Christ. Why? Because there was already a Christ in expectation. They were expecting a Christ. So I said, the right question is, what is Christ? 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's look at verse 4. Sorry, and this morning's electives, I'm sorry. And did all drink the same spiritual drink? For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Come on. He's talking about the Old Testament. He said, while Moses was with the people, he said there was a rock, and the rock was Christ. How was a rock Christ? That means Christ is not only a person. Christ is all that is of God. Now, the reason why it might take us some, some few explanations and understanding, especially by the help of the Holy Spirit for you to understand Christ, is that God calls Christ the mystery of God. It's a mystery. Christ is the mystery of God, according to Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. That their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. In NIV, he says, give me the NIV over there. My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have full that they may have the full riches of complete understanding, in order that they, that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Christ is the mystery of God. When we say a mystery, a mystery is something that is veiled. You can't know the mystery of God. You know, that's why some people say, ah, there's no God. Oh, Jesus is a, a, fi a fictional character. They are saying all sorts of things. They are saying all sorts of things about, because this thing cannot be known. Amen. I mean, Jesus was standing in front of disciples. He asked them, who do men say I am? They started mentioning things. Someone say you are confounded. This one say you are, you know, different. you are John the Baptist. You are different. Then he now asks them, okay, don't, let's not ask what people say I am. You have been working with me, so if anything, I bet Jesus felt betrayed that day. So the question is, why have you been following me? So he asks them, who do you say I am? You know, sometimes you need to ask people that. Who do you think I am? You'll be surprised the answers they'll give you. When he asked, who do you say I am? They all started mentioning things. Then Peter said it. When Peter said it, Jesus Christ told him, he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Because it takes revelation to know God. 
It takes revelation to know Christ. It, 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 oh my God. You cannot know it if it's not been given to you. He called the mystery of God. The mystery of God. What is Christ? What is Christ? What is Christ? Oh, let's start the parallelism. Let's look at the Old Testament. Let's start seeing the, the blueprints of Christ everywhere. Like I said, God said he spoke in riddles. He spoke in riddles. So there were many things that were happening in those days. There were riddles. God, God was telling riddles. Have you ever heard a riddle before? Huh? Have you ever heard a riddle before? Give you an example of a riddle. What goes up and never comes down. Huh? <laughs> you understand? You are telling things. You are telling things, and only the smart people will be able to understand. Let's look at this. Eve, Eve, Eve was prophesied by God that she was going to have is that the seed of the woman who bruised the head of the serpent. So God told the riddle of the Christ starting from there. What happened? The first son was Cain. The second son was Abel. Oh, Cain represented Israel. Abel represented Jesus. How do we know? How do we know? Because he talks about the blood of Abel. He said, the blood which speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. So you can see that there is a parallelism between Abel and Christ. Now, Cain was a brother to Abel. Israel was a brother to Jesus. Cain killed Abel. Israel killed Jesus. After he killed Abel, Cain ran. God put a mark on him and told him to, and he ran. He went into exile. That's what happened. After they killed Jesus, 40 years later, they went into exile. The one that will blow your mind is Abel had died. But Jesus resurrected. But Abel never resurrected. Oh, so Eve gave birth to Seth. The name of Seth the meaning actually is, God has given me another one because the one who died. That represented the resurrection. That was a riddle. Come on. Bible says, the law came by Moses, grace came by Jesus. Moses was another riddle of Jesus. Oh, when Moses was born, they killed all the male childs in his time. When Jesus was born, they killed all the male childs in his time. Moses led the children of, of God in the wilderness. The only place he did not take them is into the promised land. So Moses took them out, but Joshua took them in. The meaning of Joshua is Yeshua, which is Jesus. Jesus is the one who took us into salvation. Riddle, riddle. <laughs> you see, I tell people, I say, never speak against the Bible. It is one book that you will never be able to understand except the author makes you help, help you to understand. Because it is full of prophetic riddles. You'll be reading the story saying, oh, Cain and Abel. You will not know that within that story is the story of Christ. Every story you will find Christ in there. Because God was bringing the Christ. He was bringing the Christ. And because he was now bringing the Christ, he told it in many riddles. He told it in many riddles. 
Oh, let's look at Moses again. Another riddle. Moses knew that he was the deliverer of Israel. So the Bible says that he visited his people. When he visited them, he tried to save them, and they rejected him. Jesus came the first time. He came to his people. His people rejected him. Moses then went into the wilderness for many years and came back again. That was the second coming. How do we know the first one was a visitation? Because Jesus Christ said it to the Pharisees. He said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that do not know the day of their visitation. That's a riddle. The last time I told you about, Joseph was also a riddle. You remember? Joseph was a riddle. These riddles are all littered up. So the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 24, when Jesus was speaking to Cephas at Emmaus, uh, um, Cleopas at Emmaus, he said, he began to tell them, he opened the scriptures and began to tell them things concerning himself. Christ fills all in all. Christ is the essence of life. Christ is everything of God that belongs to God and proceeds from God. God does nothing that does not pass through the Christ. Many people can profess to know God, can profess that they want to understand God, but without Christ, no man finds his way to the Father. You can find your way to another thing, but not the Father. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father except to me. Christ is the formula of God. Christ is the way of God. Christ is the truth of God. Christ is everything of God. He is the center of everything God has made. Bible says through him all things consist. A man who has not found Christ has not seen God. A man who has not found Christ has not known God. A man who has not seen Christ has not seen God. Philip said, show us the Father, it will suffice us. And Jesus said to him, he said, are you saying that you have seen me and you have not seen the Father? He said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. Christ is more than a man. He was first of all prophetically expected. Every book in the Bible spoke of the Christ. He is the foundation of everything that is of God. God does not do anything without the Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you today, when you get to heaven, Christ is not sitting on the right-hand side of God, like people have made you think. Christ is not sitting on the right-hand side of God, like people have made you think. Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. There's a difference. The right-hand side is a position. The right hand is a place of power. When you get to heaven today, you will not see God. You will not see Holy Spirit. You only see Christ. Because the Bible says that in him dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Just like, listen, just like Jonathan vacated his throne and gave it to David. It was another riddle. God vacated his throne and gave it to Christ. Christ! He's more than a prophet. He's more than a religious leader. He's more than someone who came to start a religion. He has been, will be, everything that is of God's government, everything that is of God's administration, everything speaks of him. Everything speaks of him. Everything speaks of him. Every word God spoke was Christ. Oh, that is the reason God did not forgive Moses. 
Because Moses was changing the riddle. He was changing the riddle. God was so um, meticulous about the riddle that he didn't want a, a, a piece of the riddle to be missing. He didn't want a piece of the riddle to be wrong. So Moses, what he did was, it was more than anger. He, he was not rejected because of the anger alone. It was more than the anger. It was more than the anger. It was more than the anger. It was because the riddle was being tempered with. The first time God told Moses to strike the rock, he struck it and that was correct. The next time God told him, speak to the rock. But out of anger, he struck the rock again, not knowing that Christ was not supposed to be struck twice. Christ will be struck once. The next time you have access to him, you have to confess with your mouth that he's the Lord of your life. He's Christ. He's Christ. Listen. Everything he told Israel has come to pass. Everything he said has come to pass. The day he was ascending, the angel said, this Jesus you see going up. He said that same way he will come again. Ladies and gentlemen, two days are almost up. Two days that he gave the Gentiles, our time is almost up. Our time is almost up. He's going to come back to Israel. I tell you, if you have not received Jesus, this is the time. If you are not working for Jesus, this is the time. Because ladies and gentlemen, just like in the days of Noah, they were also warned. Nobody will have, ever have an excuse because everyone is being warned. Everyone is being told, do something with your life for God today because Christ will come back. Christ, just like he said, will come back. He will come back. And the Bible says, in the third day, we shall live in his sight. There's nothing that God ever professes to be without Christ. Years ago, as I read through the scriptures and I kept seeing these riddles, as I kept seeing these riddles, tears would fill my eyes. I said, God, this has been your plan all along. Your plan has been Christ. 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 Bible says, and this is the mystery. This is the mystery. He said, but now has been revealed. He said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ. Christ is the agenda of God. Christ is the agenda of God. There's no other agenda God has aside except Christ. It doesn't matter the kind of good heart you think you have. Without Christ, it is not recognized of God. 